three, two, one, go. Most of you are reading this are most likely surprised to find me posting something again. Rather, for those of you listening to this because you're listening to the podcast, but for those of you reading the blog, you're probably surprised to find me reading or speaking. You're surprised to find me back so soon. When last time I'd said I was going to be taking November and December as a break, spending the time to read my Bible, spend time in prayer, and really focus on getting close to God to properly hear his voice and to know exactly what he wants me to talk about. And you're right, I did say those things. But as the title today suggests, God called an audible and wanted me to write out some things which have come from which have become today's post. Funnily enough, I was actually working on writing a series going through the book of Judges for next year, which will be going through analyzing in detail the series for both your personal growth, my personal growth, and on that topic, I highly recommend you study the book yourselves in preparation for next year. This will give you some additional context when you listen to the podcast, Thoughtful Thursdays with Zachary Coffey, but those of you already knew it, so please share it with your friends. And when you read the blog or listen to the podcast, having read through the Book of Judges will give you some good context that is needed for anything. And on that topic, if I can get the comments working on the blog post for Isaiah 118 Ministries, I'll be answering questions and interacting with you all there. I highly recommend you check out the site because I'll be transitioning from the current website, which I work on, which is under my own name, so that'd be ZacharyCoffeeAuthor.wordpress.com. If you follow me there, I recommend you move over to my Isaiah118Ministries.org because I'm planning to transition there completely since I don't want to have my own name tied to the whole ministry. I don't want to be focused on me. I want to be focused on God and for him to receive all the glory through the work that's done. Now, I don't know how many of you have read through the whole book of Judges, but I want you to know that if you haven't, sorry, I uh, lost place, point one for the help prompts are killing me. So where was I? Ah, yes. I don't know how many of you listening have read the book of Judges for yourself, but if you have, then you notice how every time the people of Israel turn away from God, and worship false gods, disaster strikes. Some of you may have wondered, will they ever learn? And the answer is, they do, eventually. Their problem is that they don't remember the lesson long enough. When you read through it, it becomes plain to us, as long as the judge lived, now the judge was the ruler of the people, they did not suffer like they had before. And that's because the leader worked as a beacon of power and a reminder to others of what has happened. But once that judge dies, they will almost immediately do evil again, because the generation in charge is not the one who underwent the sufferings. They are a generation that heard the stories, but they think that it can never happen to them, since they are God's people and he protects them. Now, this results in them not having the proper respect and honor towards God, as they should, and because of that, they will steadily drift deeper into sin and wickedness. Through doing so, their hearts became darkened, 
to the point where they do not understand what is right and what is wrong. They don't have universal standards that exist. And it says it's written, each man did as well as right in his own eyes. In other words, they were believing that what is true and right for you isn't necessarily true and right for me. Our own culture in the United States reflects a similar mind Sorry, words are killing me this morning. I mean, afternoon. Whatever, you know. When I'm recording this, the words are killing me, so I'm trying to speak what I read. Writ, speak what I wrote. Man, that's two points for the teleprompter and being tired. Killing me. Anyways, as I was saying, the people of Israel have a mindset that reflects their own culture and day and age with the concept of my truth, where truth is changeable from person to person. Israel had that same thing. They thought it was right to worship false gods, do whatever it was they wanted. The trouble is, their place was to be a holy people set apart from the world, specifically to be in a unique relationship with God, a relationship that is going to mirror the relationship we have through Jesus Christ. He did not want he also did not want them to have a king, but was the people who asked them for one. If you read in First Samuel, which I very re highly recommend you go through that. Again, you can't read enough of the Bible. But going back to what I was talking about, if you read if you go to Exodus, right around Exodus chapter twenty, they're at the Mount Sinai with God. And he wanted a relationship with the people where they could know him. But the people were afraid and told Moses to go up and speak to the Lord for them and bring them his commands. And you find this recorded in Exodus chapter 20, verses 19 through 21. God wanted to test them, and I have to say, they failed the test, for he desired that they should draw near to him. We know that this is God's desire for all mankind, because as it's written in James chapter 4, Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Before, I can, we can further, before we can go further, I cannot stress enough the importance of reading the full context of a piece of scripture. That verse is the second segment in a longer one detailing humility and how it is necessary to submit to God and resist the devil until he flees from us. He flees not because we resist him, but because we are submitted to God and the authority of God, which comes by submitting to God, comes to us and allows us to rebuke the devil. And that's why the first part of that verse, which commands submit to God, is so important. This is not a new commandment. In fact, it summarizes the first four commandments of the Ten Commandments they're given to the people of Israel after they have left Egypt, while they were at Mount Sinai. But you will only know these things if you've read to understand the context of Scripture and to know the entirety of what it says. When Paul wrote to Timothy, his second letter, he said, All Scripture is God-breathed, useful for teaching, and he gives a continuing list of the main different uses of Scripture in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. But the key word in that phrase is the word all. It doesn't say some scripture is God-breathed, but it says all scripture is God-breathed. If all scripture is God-breathed, then that must mean we should make an effort to know all of the writings. 
Christians tend to dread the boring scripture. But something that my fiance has said, and yes, I did get engaged earlier this year. I was keeping that private because you gotta have some private life. But something that she said from her own experience is that it's in the boring stuff that the good stuff is hidden. And if you look at what it says in Proverbs chapter 25, verse 2, it says, It is the glory of God to conceal a matter, but it is the glory of kings to seek it out. Now, the Hebrew word which means work, matter, is the word dabar, which can translate to meaning utterance or saying. And if you think about what an utterance is, you realize that this verse can very easily be applied to me, can be applied to mean understanding or teaching. And God has provided us with teachings that reveal His glory, and when we seek to understand them, it causes others to give glory that we are to direct to God. See how that is? It's when we choose to actually pursue Him that we see His glory. It's in the discovery that glory is found that belongs to him. And when people come to us saying we have become wise, we know it belongs to God. And so through that, we give glory to God because of what he's done. Sorry, I can get carried away whenever I see a connection between scripture. And I'm certain there are some of you listening to this who can get carried away as well in a good way. And that's another point for how many times the gun go off script. Where are we at? Three, I think. So anyways, as I was saying, we need to keep digging deeper into the world. Okay, another point for the teleprompter killing me. That's, uh, what, three? Yeah, we're three for three today. So as I was talking about, the connections between scripture and understanding the fullness of it is the reason why we have to go deeper into it. We have to just get deeper into the scripture in order to grow in our knowledge of who God is, to truly know his nature. Otherwise, we become like the nation of Israel, which would easily forget the Lord and not submit to him. The result of the forgetfulness is a repetition of their old ways. They do not learn until they suffered again, and that is a thing that seems universal to humanity when I look at history. People often don't learn until they have to repeat what they went through generations ago. They remember for a little while, only to eventually forget. In our modern, sorry, in our modern day and age, there's a vast amount of people in the Western world who are desiring socialism and communism. And you might not be surprised to find out that the age bracket that has the most support for it is the younger generations, primarily Millennials and Generation Z. These are the ones who didn't see the events of the Cold War, those who didn't have secondhand accounts from their parents or even their grandparents. My dad grew up under the understanding of the Berlin Wall, and he was in college, and one morning, he don't know if it was morning or night, but he said he saw that the wall had fallen on the news, and he had to get a new major because he was studying Soviet political systems. But now the ones who are in favor of communism and socialism are those who didn't go through the events, those who haven't learned from others what it will do to them. These are the people who have not been taught the proper history about these ideologies. 
every time a communist or socialist takes hold of the government for long enough time, the end goal will cause the power to creep over the people and replace God with itself. Those in charge and in positions of power have more freedoms than those who are not in the charge. Like the children of Israel who repeated their mistakes of idol worship because they wouldn't learn, we may make the same mistake in the United States and in the Western world when it comes to communism and socialism because we haven't realized what they've done in the past. Rather, we believe it will not be done again in the States. It's just going to be looking different. But it will essentially be there in spirit. Look at Eastern Europe, which suffered under the USSR. When countries in Western Europe said they didn't want the USA to station forces in their land anymore, the Eastern Bloc nations were quick to offer themselves up as hosts. Why do you think that is? It's because they had suffered under the communists and the China. Sorry, they had suffered under the communists. They'd suffered under the authoritarian regimes of the USSR. And they understand what they can do and will do against any who dissent against their narrative of the government. And they want to avoid it at all costs. When 2020 and 2021 came, bringing the lockdowns and restrictions, what do you think caused all the main different shortages? Government interference through extreme rhetoric through extreme regulations were being, were being pushed through using emergency orders. In the United States, there was a declaration of national emergency by President Trump in March of 2020. Right, I'm reading this correctly. It was March of 2020, but that declaration has yet to be lifted by President Joe Biden and his, what's we're looking for? Right, has yet to be lifted by President Joe Biden and his White House staff, even though in an interview with CBS in September, they said that the main panic was over. I'm using the phrase panic because I can't really say the other word that sounds very much like it. Otherwise, he'll be having internet censorship. He said in September that it was over. And this past month, in 2022, November, the second resolution to end the state of emergency passed in the Senate and has been moved to the House of Representatives, where it could easily be killed through not having enough support, like the first one that happened. I don't remember what it was, but there was an earlier attempt to end the state of emergency, and in the way the politics, sorry, and in the way the politics of the United States work for my international audiences is there are two parts of the Congress which have to both agree on a recommendation for it to become a law. That is the Senate and the House of Representatives. If a suggestion starts in the Senate, it has to pass there. It then gets moved to the House of Representatives, and it has to pass there. Then it goes to the president, who gets to sign it for becoming a law, or veto it, telling the sending it back to the Congress, which is the collective name for the House of Representatives and the Senate, and they have to vote on it again within a certain margin to overturn the veto. And this legislation to end the national emergency, the first one died in the Senate because, 
I mean, it died in the Congress because it couldn't get enough votes. And it may very well happen in the for the second one. But even if it doesn't get killed, President Joe Biden has gone on record saying that he will veto any such legislation that may come through. Our only hope in this case is to pray for God to change the hearts of people and to wake them up to see what's going on. We need to pray for hearts are changed, for the nature of man is corruption and seeking personal gain. Right now, the executive branch has a lot more power because of the state of emergency, one that was recently officially extended through February of 2023, according to an article from the Washington Examiner. President Joe Biden and the Democrats, along with Bernie Sanders, who, if you follow American politics, know he's not technically a Democrat, he technically qualifies as an independent. However, he ideologically agrees with the Democrats, want a socialistic, communistic-style control of the USA. Read the history of the world and find that the communists have killed more of their own people through purging dissidents than Hitler did killing Jews. Hitler murdered 6 million Jews, but according to historian Norman Neimark, Norman Neimark, Dylan, sorry, can't pronounce, but according to historian Norman Neimark, Stalin killed many more of his own people than Hitler ever did Jews. Estimates for Stalin's purges and how many he killed range from 20 million to up to 60 million dead, and that's not even counting the 20 million lives that were lost that were lost as a result of the Second World War. Go research the leaders of communist countries and see that they only care about control and making sure that there is none higher than them. Any who dare stand up against them are made powerless through muting of their voices, removing of their resources, and if the government deems it necessary, they will end the life of that person. Prayer is and calling on the Lord is the only hope for change in this nation. It is the only way to change course. Prayer needs to be done for God to awaken all who are asleep into these things in the world. Make petitions on their behalf that God will be moved to reach them, and again provide them with the option to return to Him and be saved. Humble yourselves before Him asking for the forgiveness of your sins, confessing that you have placed other things above him in your life, and start again in your pursuit of him. Then listen to the, for the Lord and request that the Holy Spirit be made alive and more powerful, sorry, and be made powerful again within you. Read the book of Acts and see that the Holy Spirit's baptism is not an optional thing of the church, for it is by the indwelling and the empowerment through him that we can do what must be done in our lives. By hearing his word and knowing his voice, we are taught to listen. Reading the scriptures, our eyes are made open and revelation is given to us. Be like the Berean Christians who find who first tested what Paul spoke against the Old Testament. Test the things you hear in church with the Bible. Why do you fear to do this? Truth has no fear of being questioned, for it has no deceit in it. Only deceit avoids question. For it shall be revealed by the questions that a trick has been done. Learn for yourselves the scriptures that you might not be tricked by a man who is smooth in his speech, or by a woman whose words are as sweet as honey to your being. 
Test them by what is written by God. Ask God for clarity and guidance, knowing that He will provide. And if someone, and if something seems off to you or strange, ask the Lord for further guidance. Do not try to hide your confusion, but tell Him these things to build your trust in Him, knowing that our Father in heaven doesn't discipline us for asking questions, but He delights in instructing us in righteousness. When you hear a voice that isn't your own while you pray, listen to what it has to say and see if it is of God, for nothing of the Spirit of the Lord that He will command is going to contradict the commands of the Scriptures. Command silence in the name of Jesus to all voices not of God, that it may be evil, to hear the truth and not be deceived. As you learn the truth and become well versed in it, you shall be made free of lies and be able to recognize it, for you know the truth. Seek the Lord in all things, and make sure that you do not forsake him, for it shall be then that you become lost once again, and more susceptible to falsehood. Do not feel ashamed when you stumble, but confess them, and renew your efforts to live righteously before God, that may serve as a witness to all men who are around you. I end today by saying that even if a country is destined to finally fall like Israel did, God will not forsake his people. He has a remnant for Israel and that nation. And until then, courage and Godspeed. I I'll be back next year at some point when I finish the series. But until then, courage and next courage and Godspeed.